I'm Doge, and you are dimwits right to the end. I'll see you in chunk. Got him. And I'm Carter, and what would you like to eat? Chunk. I mean, huh? hunk. Mm. A cold hunk. Mm. Very a good. cold Why? Interesting. I bet he was for a I bet he bit. was a cold hunk. Yeah. Talk to us. Tell us. <sighs> I messed up my quote a little bit there because I got some of that fog, you know. That brain fog. The fog. I think uh, a lot of feedback we got on some of people's favorite things about um, Two Chunks in the last five years. The things I didn't share were just a lot of things specifically about me, and I don't want to, you know, want to change yeah. the trajectory of your day or anything like sure. that. But for a long time, people have said that I'm kind of the Daniel Day Lewis of the podcast. Yeah, yeah. I've heard that. In you that, are, I yeah, just I kind of shake. in yeah. yeah in preparation for the movies that we're gonna we're going to talk about it. I really immerse myself in those experiences. And so, See, I've always heard the Jared Leto of the podcast for that same reason. Okay. That's a fine. <laughs> I had COVID. I just, I just basically tested. I tested negative for the first time a couple of days ago. Wow. Had COVID for the first time. It got me for the first time. Hmm. Oh, feels like the first time. I, was, I always feels say like the that. first time. I hadn't had it. I hadn't had it before. But, you know, Sleepy you Joe found a way. Yeah, what do you think? Sleepy and Joe found a sn- way. I hate, I, you know, I've heard he's been coming into people's houses like Santa Claus and giving them COVID. And that sucks, honestly. In election season, I can't believe he would do something like that. I know. It's pretty bad. But I love this game that we're playing. It's called Just Keep Them Guessing. What are their political leanings? Nobody could ever know. What are Nobody they doing? Yeah, you don't know. You may never know. So what do you think of COVID? I mean, do you get the hype around it? You get why people are like psyched about this stuff? Yeah, I, mean, I, I get it now. Yeah. I totally get it. Yeah, What's your smell like? Huh? What's your, how's your smell? Can you it's smell? Fine. I did not have a serious case of COVID. It was minor. Uh, um, and, you, didn't and go, was you didn't go all in for the deluxe package. We both had COVID at the same time. So I heard that there's some- That's romantic. There is, yeah. There's some like, I guess it's good to not have it spread out, you know, yeah. more than- that that allotted amount of time. Chelsea had a little bit worse, but I've got, I don't know, my immune system is steel, you know? Mm. I've always felt that. that. Like, Here's a funny story. Though. Oh, go ahead. Mm. No, I was just going to say, you seem healthier than Chelsea overall. Anytime I'm around both of you, I'm like, he probably wouldn't get hit he's, as hard. Yeah, well, That's he's why her name's one. Chelsea and not healthy. Yeah. That's it. That's it. 
Chelsea is actually the old Gaelic, original Gaelic uh, term, the, the word for healthy. Mm-hmm. It's Chelsea. Mm-hmm. I, uh, we had some friends. At the time, I had COVID, and I didn't know it. But Monday, <sighs> Tuesday morning is when I tested. But on Monday, we had some friends come over, and they brought the PK chip, the one-chip challenge mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. chip, which is this <laughs> blue chip. That's my favorite picture of you, by the way. <laughs> I looked. I look like... Look. How I felt like, which was this might be my Jordan, last Jordan, have photo. you seen this picture? I have not. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know my tongue. I was trying so hard to make sure my tongue was out because I couldn't feel my face. <laughs> but I did this chip. Absolutely this, it is. I've done hot ones. I've like I've done the lineup of sauces. Yeah. The last dab, which is the hottest sauce, is in my fridge. Is it worse I, than that? Yes. Ooh. Yeah, I was terrified at one point I said I need to go outside I might vomit I thought I was going to puke and I didn't but I had cold sweats and then I felt like have you ever had a nice first gulp of cold water that you can just feel it go down your throat in yes. your tummy all the way down to your tummy that's such yes. a good feeling this was fire I felt oh. it I felt its movement into my belly oh Oof. no and I thought I was I was about to be a proud charmander papa Within <laughs> within minutes, um, were you? But and were you? I yes, I yeah. certainly was. You could hear <laughs> yeah. this. You could hear it hit. Ooh, ooh, that steam. But got over that. I also had COVID at the time, so maybe that's what killed a lot of. Yeah, maybe uh, what could have been as bad of an experience as my wife had. But I'm here today. You know, I was uh, in essence the title of this movie. Wow, wow. Yeah. So the one chip gave you COVID. That's what you're saying. That's what you want people to take yeah, away Yeah, don't do the this. one chip challenge. There's COVID. It will give it. you COVID. There's COVID in <laughs> it. Yeah. The, one, the challenge is not getting COVID apparently. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. It was tough. I would not recommend it. And I found out that there's, this is popular for like middle school. The kids yeah. are doing this one chip challenge and being hospitalized. Yep. Well, and people didn't tell me that until after I ate it. You know what chips is a, an, is a, an anagram for? Or is a is a, an acrostic for? Tell me about it. Kids, COVID hospital. hiding in plain sight. You know, dude. That's, oh wow, wow. It's just we cracked it here. It's right there. Wow. Man. Do you think now we'll finally overtake Joe Rogan? Now that we yeah. are breaking. COVID now that we're news? the conspiracy guys. <laughs> yeah. Yes, that's us. That's we did us. it, y'all. We beat COVID. We Spotify beat COVID. by our podcast. <laughs> <laughs> Take my podcast, please. <laughs> well, <coughs> now seems like as good a time as any to start talking about a movie. Let's do it. I Once. suppose. It's our third movie in our Chunktober 3 Creature Creatures series. And uh, this one comes to us from across the pond. Ooh, mini ponds. Um, couple or of one ponds. very large ocean. Mm-hmm. Comes to us. Why don't they mm-hmm. just say that? I've never. I've always wondered that. Why don't they just say like comes to us from across the, the Atlantic Ocean, Ocean specifically? Yeah. It's because those <laughs> Brits. They're trying to make it all. They're full of whimsy, and it sucks. Yeah, they are. Yeah, they're leaking this, whimsy. This movie comes to us from across the pond, and it is a. This one's a Bong Joon Ho joint. Yeah, Man. It is. big Bong Joon Ho guy. And it is known as the, the host. host. And Doge, I'm going to need you to give us 
a synopsis. A Bob Barker origin story. So that we may <laughs> speak of this movie. This week's IMDb synopsis has no author. Yeah. Which, of course, means it sprung fully formed from the Han River, ready to consume everyone. Hungry. An American military base of Yongsan releases toxic chemicals in the drain to the Han River under the direct order of an arrogant U.S. Army coroner. Six years later, a mutant squid monster leaves the water and attacks people on the side of the river. That's it, huh? Hank, did you want more? Did you want more from that? Yeah. It's a good synopsis then. It leaves you Ooh, one more. Leaves don't you give wanting them, don't more. Don't give them all the synopsis for free. You got to watch the movie to find out what happens next. That's right, I guess. Anybody else not get squid from that monster? I didn't get squid at all. I got particular, particularly troubled bass. <laughs> I, got I think the legs were... There, there were some squiddy legs about them, but <clears throat> it felt like... Because you know squids that- have legs and feet. I know that we're supposed to go through the whole rigmarole of like talking about things in some sort of order that supposedly is supposed to be like chronological or something. But before we do any of that, is it a rat king? Like, is that what the monster is? Because a fish falls off of him at the end as though he lost a limb. Is he a rat king? I don't think so. I don't know. I think it's just like. I think so. I think that fish is more of just like if he had like. Just his body is deformed and like making parts that are not alive. You know what I mean? Like it's just like his, his, it's like a conjoined twin or something. You know what I mean? He made a fish that's dead? I think it just formed, that's a shape that just formed in his body and it fell off of him. But I don't think that fish was like alive and part of this big organism. I don't think that, but I also have no evidence to support any theory whatsoever. What do you you think? Uh, I think that (laughs) potentially this is a Rat King situation. I think that maybe a bunch of fish formed together. Cool. And made this boy. I'm fine a big boy. I think regardless, ambiguity was the point. Yeah. Yeah. Like for this monster. To not really know. What it was. Ambiguity in terms of what is it, but like the a distinct lack of ambiguity of like early on in the movie, we're showing the full entire monster, which is so super unique. Yeah. So okay, that's actually my super dump. Okay, interesting. Bong Joon Ho got a lot of praise for that when this came out. Yeah, good for him. Uh so (laughs) I have Two potential issues with it. It could have been fixed one of two ways. Um, If you're going to show me the monster that early, number one, either don't or change the monster in some meaningful way. Like I was waiting for some sort of escalation. Yeah. And it's going to grow. Never came. Yeah. That it's going to grow. I expected some chrysalis vibe, the way that it was hanging. Yeah. Or I thought maybe it was just the baby going out to hunt for the mom or something. I don't know. Yeah. But I was expecting some sort of escalate because we saw it so early. I kept waiting for it to be like, we haven't seen the monster in a year. Mm-hmm. After the yeah. original attack, we haven't seen the monster in a year. And then it comes back bigger than ever or something. But because we see it so early and never actually escalate it, and I understand that this is 
ultimately not really a monster movie. I mean, it is, but like it isn't that. But there is still a monster. And I do feel as though we sort of blew it early Hmm. and then had nothing left to show. The monster's existence kind of flirts a little bit with a red herring vibe at all. Like it's not, I guess it's not as much about the monster. The monster needed to be there though for there to be a virus. But I think that's, because the whole thing is is sort of a WMD allegory, right? Of like, I think that's the the virus panic coupled with a very real monster, but blowing it into this whole virus thing, it's it reads completely as a WMD metaphor and a commentary on like lingering American military presence in mm. places like South Korea and... I don't yeah. know. I think that that might change the lens through which I viewed it by like, and maybe I was looking too hard for some kind of like, okay, this is Bong Joon-ho. Uh, so it's going to be some sort of, because every other Bong Joon-ho, right, it's politically charged. It's a social, it's a commentary on something. And so maybe I was just looking too yeah, hard for it. I didn't get the WMD so. metaphor. Has he written that somewhere? Or is that how you read it? He has written that some of, of it's a commentary on like, you know, the, the assertion, uh, about the war on terror being a search for WMDs and then ultimately, well, there weren't really any of those. And that's kind of the virus thing, I think, where he wrote the virus. Weapon of mass destruction. Yeah, yeah. Yeah. Whittle mean dudes. There weren't any whittle mean dudes. And we kept kept looking for all the whittle mean dudes and couldn't find any whittle mean dudes. White man domineering. Oh. Yeah, I didn't, I didn't, I didn't get that, but if he said it, obviously that was his intention. My sure. assumption was, because the beginning of this is based off a real thing. Right. <laughs> and my assumption was that the, much like Snowpiercer, that this was more environmentally focused than anything. Mm. Um, as like a, uh-oh, here come the consequences of our own actions. Sure. Coming Certainly. to eat us and specifically and it, targeting our next generation. I think it could yeah. also yeah. easily read as like, American interventionism causing a problem, blaming sure. the people who they caused the problem to, saying you're not fixing and then it fast a enough. Creating a boogeyman, creating a boogeyman, blowing it out of proportion, and then months later going on TV and going, "Oops!" And then ultimately they don't really have to deal with any of the fallout. While the country in which they caused this problem is left without a future. Yeah, yeah. But that would it never happen. It felt like right? intentionally. The um, I can't remember the name of it exactly. It was the yellow. Agent Yellow? Agent Yellow. Agent Yellow was intentionally meant to be derogatory. Yeah, when it's Agent Orange too, right? Yeah. 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 Uh, Apparently the distributor was designed to look like the creature when it is hanging from under the bridge. Cool. Um, I thought that it was supposed to look like bio, what is it called? Biomechanical, like sort Mm -hmm. of like living machinery. Because um, it definitely Geiger. gave me scorpion tail vibes is yeah, what I yeah. what I got like the stinger of a scorpion. Um, but uh, uh, before we before we dig in so hard to a couple trees that we miss the forest, I do want to zoom out for just a moment, um, and just say like a hearty thank you to Mr. Bong Joon Ho for being oh willing gosh. to genre hop as much as he does. And he, it, this felt to me, because it is very early for him in his career. Yeah. Uh, this is his third feature. Host, his third feature. And probably the outside of, uh, was the one about crimes, 
There's a there's another one that he did that was really popular that was like a, a murder mystery. Yeah. Um, I can't remember which one came first, but the host felt to me like Bon Joon-ho, here's this brilliant general, which by the way, confirmation, even if things don't necessarily fall how I, how I would hope to in some of his movies, he's brilliant. He's such a smart, completely, smart man. Completely masterful yeah. guidance. Yeah. Completely masterful. And it felt like this was the session of to, using us for this podcast is not the best example, but it's a real example for all three of us when we say, hey, we got to get together and just talk about what do we want to do next. This felt like the the first like war room experience for Bong Joon-ho of yeah. being like, here's my ideas. Yeah. We're going to flesh them out here. And you're like, dude, this is brilliant. There's plenty of papers I read as a grad level professor that I'm like, yo, there's some things left untied that I think maybe you intended to. I don't get the, get them there, but I know you're certainly capable. You are so smart. Like all the ideas are here. I've never seen anything like this. Let's try and mold it a little bit better. Because I do think when we have the wide shot of the host and then he says, you know what? Let's just tunnel vision and make it a train and have the same elements. And then he says, let's just focus on a family, two families. Uh trying to make uh, uh, aspirations for going higher up in the social hierarchy economically and all that kinds of stuff. Like, I think we see cleaner Bong Joon-ho yes. and that's what's winning him awards. This is still so very clearly Bong Joon-ho, but, but it's so a messy. little messier to yeah. me. Yeah, totally. Not even a little messier. It was really messy. Totally. Uh, because there's elements too of clear humor. Like when they yes. are yes, for sure. mourning what they think is the death of our sweet little girl, Soo Young, I think. Mm-hmm. When, when we're mourning her death, it's so over the top, like things like that can be in movies like that. Of like the cry scene when they like, they're like fighting and crying and people are taking photos yeah. of them. And it was like he was trying to have some kind of, so, like some kind of commentary in those two minutes on I think like that's, anything. I feel like in both this and in Parasite, uh, it feels like the family is like the Bluths from Arrested Development thrust into a very serious situation. Yeah, his his characters tend to <laughs> tend towards slapsticks. They tend to be kind of bumbling a little bit. Yeah, uh, but I absolutely like that. I don't understand how it works works so well. The same cast, the same characters can play both sides really well because I think like the kind of the slapstick, the comedy of them escaping the hospital, followed up mm-hmm. by like the serious drama of grandpa getting tentacles slammed into the ground. Mm. Uh, it works really well in both instances right. for me. And I love, I absolutely love when directors have a muse, when they have this person yeah, that they use all the time. But the combo, guys, there's not a much better one to punch in the world right now than Bong Joon-ho and Song Kang-ho. Yeah, no, exactly. for sure. For sure. Song Kang-ho is my super pump. <clears throat> yeah. And- I guess I'm out. I'm done with the yeah. podcast. Is that everybody? Same. Yep. So he's, he's the best, he, dude. He's the best. Amazing. He is absolutely phenomenal because he is kind of the bullseye of, I mean, he probably has the most screen time of anybody in the oh, movie. Yeah. And he kind of has to be the due north for changing the pace, changing the feel from scene to scene. And I, I had I had moments where it kind of felt a little bit like Brundle, <clears throat> where I felt sorry for this dude. <laughs> like, especially when we have the the monologue from his father, who's saying like, yeah. "Hey, like, yeah, I feel guilt." His brain is bad. I know everybody he didn't thinks he's kind of you know 
not all there. And maybe that's my fault. And he's kind of wrestling with that. And then the torturous scene of like, yeah. it was something like Clockwork Orange or something that we had him, when he he knows there's not a virus and they're trying to get that out of his head. Like he he was, yeah. he did everything in this movie. He was really funny. He he kind of, man, it was, it was just kind of a workshop on what he's capable of. And I loved that part sure. of the movie. This so felt much. like, it, because his character was so broad ranging from slapstick all the way to like intense drama, it really feels like this could just be his audition reel of like, look at all the different things I can do if you put me in your movie. But also I did them all <laughs> in the same movie. Yes. I yes. love that his dad is like, let him sleep. He's stupid. <laughs> Honestly, yeah. I wish somebody would say that. I, I wish I could get that free pass. No, so, I give him credit. I give Song Kang Ho credit. The same credit that I gave to the soundtrack of The Fly last week. The soundtrack of The Fly, what I said was that it tells you how to feel to make sure that you're never feeling the wrong thing in the movie. The soundtrack guides you to your feelings in The Fly. Song Kang Ho does that in every movie that I've seen him in. Like yeah. his skill set is driving the viewer's emotions to the correct parking spot for a scene. He is so good at telling you by his reaction to the thing, yeah, this is what you should be feeling. It feels like mm-hmm. Bong Joon-ho uses him in the same way that Jordan Peele uses Daniel Kaluuya. Yeah. In terms of just like you and I are 100% on the same wavelength. Like we're, when they're together, it's more than the sum of what they individually right. bring. Yeah. Right. Yeah. I, I actually think the host is, oh no, you're right. So Barking Dogs Never Bite was Bong Joon-ho's first yeah. feature film. Uh, and it does. It's the only one that doesn't feature uh, Song Kang Ho. So what I was talking about was mm-hmm. Memories of Murder, which you better believe I'm going to watch. It's yeah. really highly rated. It's on Hulu for free. Small Korean province. Two detectives struggled with the case of multiple young women being uh, found murdered by an unknown culprit. So awesome. And I think that's when their relationship started. So yeah, he's just <clears throat> he is perfect for this artist for this director. Bong Joon-ho movies, there's really nothing like it to me because of how dark it can get. And then it can get dark, and I don't think we get an explicit title for this. It can be dark and badass, and then it can be really funny, and then it can be really poignant. Yeah. Like, it just all happens. And what's tough is one watching one Bong Joon-ho movie makes me want to watch all of his movies. Right. But then I'm like, am I... Am I emotionally prepared for that <laughs> because it is such a ride I have every the fortitude yeah yeah I don't know if I can <laughs> it's so funny I didn't realize that memories of murder was a like detective movie mm-hmm. and after we finished watching the host I told Callie that I would love to see a Bong Joon-ho directed like detective noir movie that's it there you go and memories it's, of yeah, murder like exists right there <clears throat> Just ripe for the picking. On Hulu for free, man. On Hulu for free. I think Hulu has everything he's done. Wow. Didn't have this, did it? Oh, that's right. It didn't have the host. This one was tough to find. I was like, I don't want to watch this, whatever this Shersa Ronan thing is. I like her. <laughs> it's a Stephanie Meyer book, isn't it? But this yes, isn't it. Is. Yeah, this isn't <laughs> it for me. Bless, Bless you. you. Excuse me for sneezing. I apologize. Welcome, and it will never host. happen again. Do you have a virus? Now you're the host. I'm the host. Of the sneeze virus. You are, I mean, you are the host. So there's the host of the sneeze virus. 
Um, yeah, I think that when it comes to creatively telling simple stories, I frequently think of the Bong Joon-ho. It's, I don't think it's apocryphal. I think we learned that it is legit for real, but when he was filming Snowpiercer and the fish scene and the producers were like, that's too long, man. You can't have that. And he cried and was like, what was it? Oh, like yeah, my I told you grandfather, that. My grandfather was a fisherman. Like This it, means it so to, much to me. It means yeah. so, and then he was like, yeah, my grandfather's not a fisherman. That's not true. <laughs> yeah, after they let him do it. Yeah. That man is, every time I watch a Bong uh, Joon-ho movie, I see the tenacity of that man. Oh, every yeah. time. Every time. He, he seems, in a good way, unwilling to compromise. Yeah. And it seems like every movie he's made that I've yeah. seen at least feels like it was the exact movie he was trying to make. That feels like most of the best directors you ever hear of. That's one of their bullet points. Yeah. Is they just were stubborn. Yeah. And really wanted to do what they really wanted yeah. to do. Trust me, and this I think will especially, be better. Yeah, especially in the director's chair, you do have to have a little bit of chutzpah to, to really get across what you want to get yeah, across. certainly, certainly. So I do have a question for you guys about just about the movie in general. Well, maybe it's, about, maybe it's about another movie. Would you call uh, 2014's Godzilla a horror movie? No, I would call it a creature feature though. Okay. Yeah. Because I wouldn't necessarily, I didn't necessarily think this was scary. No. In the same way that this maybe some of our other scary. creatures yeah. have been. Yeah. And it could be, there were some scary moments. I did have a, a, a moment in the movie and it does a lot have to do with probably Jordan's super dump is that I think it would be scarier if we didn't see the monster till later. Mm. But we do see it so early. But there was a moment when I was like, man, is it because it is sitting right by the fly and the descent right. that this doesn't feel so scary to me? I just don't think it's like, scary. Would it have been scary if I just was like, oh, I want to watch this? It feels, I don't think Chelsea would have watched it. it. Did she watch it with you? Mm -mm. Mm. This feels to me like a very, very well-made Sharktopus. Like uh, mm. one of those like kind of silly intentionally B-movie creature mega movies piranha. from the, yeah. Mega, mega Croc versus Sharkosaur or whatever. The, you know what I'm talking yeah, Like sure. those kind of just like, man, this is a really silly creature and the creature doesn't look that good. Uh, but those are never intended to be scary. And so I just, yeah, I was making sure you guys weren't scared by this. No, I wasn't scared. By this, I can't remember there being too many jumpy spots. Right. There was one when she's up at the in the tunnel with the little boy. <clears throat> yeah, so in, in the under the bridge, and then you turn and there's monster. Yeah, I've been trying but to coach Callie on jump scare preparation. Yeah, because every single one gets Callie. Every jump scare ever gets <laughs> Callie so bad, and almost none ever get me. And she Rag. was like, she was like, right. why don't they ever get you? And I said, I feel like I can just always see them coming, always. And I told her one of the classic heads ups there for a one jump of the scare. Classic blunders. One of the classic blunders <laughs> is uh, when something is making noise and then stops making noise for a second. Yeah, it's going to jump. It's coming. Yeah. It's about to jump. You're going to get it's jump making noise because yeah. it's moving. And, mm -hmm. and I tried to tell it to her, and she always goes, and this is a direct quote. So uh, if you know her, like you know, this is exactly what she sounds like. But she's like, I know. <laughs> yeah. Wow, that sounds just like also, her. Also, when you have like, just like her, you have like foreground, 
something's chasing you. You hide behind some pillar or wall. Yeah, yeah, yeah. You look, they're not there. Uh-huh. If yeah. you're looking back, yeah, it's gonna happen. Yeah, you they're get, there. They're gonna be I've there when you turn around. The, I've known since the days of the cave troll. Yes, that's sure. like yeah, you got sure. Use. Yes, you can't do that. Velociraptors in the kitchen took me to jump scare school. Oh, that's true. That's probably my first experience too. I'm trying to think of what an early jump scare for me that was really my got me birthday. Was. Dad put on The Exorcist. <laughs> <laughs> that's really. <laughs> <laughs> That's really where it all started for me. So I started. cry. I cry anytime I see someone throw up, <laughs> or if I throw up, I cry. And <laughs> crying makes me throw up. By the way, mm. throwing up makes me cry, and throwing up makes me cry. So don't get me started. Good, <laughs> good friend and someone you know, Carlos Velasquez. Yay! When he laughs hard enough, he vomits. Is that real? Uh huh. Better not listen to our podcast. Oh yeah, Better don't not listen. Then, don't huh? listen. Put a Dangerous. vomit warning on this guy. <laughs> <laughs> when I first met Carlos, he had a rat tail, mm. and he just he would carry it around in his pocket. It was weird guy. It's gross. He's he was saving it for a, a spell. I grew the rat tail that I had when I met my now wife. Because I of forgot Carlos. about your rat tail. Yeah, dude. It was Who looks at that and says, "I want one." Jordan did. <laughs> Jordan did. Yeah, you know between what? that or a Jedi braid, and I couldn't decide. So you know what I would like to have on my head? The part of a mouse closest, closest to, to his Jedi. butthole. Well, it's a rat, not a mouse, isn't it? Time to go to shout announcements. Got him. Shout announcements. announcements. And in this one, Carter is going to take it. I'll take it. Uh, Doge is out because his feelings are hurt, which happens more more often than you would think on this podcast. But I'll just bring it out. I like. I know y'all like to peek behind the curtain. He's such so a you're little not hear B from word, him. dude. And the, the <clears throat> B word is baby. I think what he needs to feel better is your support. I think he. If I were him right now, he's not. He can't hear me. But if I were Doge right now, and I'm already feeling down, the best thing to do is not look at the reviews we have on Spotify. Or on iTunes, because he's only going to find out that that hasn't really changed much in the last few months. How dare because you. these people decided not to do it anymore. Maybe it's COVID fatigue. You know, I've had COVID, and now I get it. But I know that I could at least rate and review something. So if you could do that, that'd be huge. We have Discord, uh, our highest Patreon tier. There's two of those. The $3 tier gives you extra bonus episodes. There might be something spooky coming for you this Halloween season. <sighs> be on the lookout for that. I'm going to talk it into existence, because it's needed to happen for some time. I hope it happens. And then you have the right to vote. It is also voting season in many parts of the world, but it is also two chunks voting season uh, when we get to those series to where you get to decide what we do next. If you're on that $5 tier, sometimes we even let things over to Discord to help make us decisions. If you want a lot of power on this podcast, go on over to Discord and join that community. It's a ton of fun. And tune in next week when we'll we'll be reviewing Trimmers. It's going to be my birthday a week from today. It's going to be a special Carter's, Carter's birthday decision was a classic that I grew up with. I think the first time I saw Tremors, I was 10. And I saw it on TNT or TBS. It was a Turner network where it has lived its entire life. The Kevin Bacon, Reva McIntyre with an elephant gun flick. Tremors, please tune in next week for that. And I second everything that he said. Not me, but who cares about little old Doge, I guess. Oh, sorry, Shannon, this is already over. Guess we're back in the episode. <laughs> okay. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. 
hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants. They all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you with professional-grade industrial supplies. Count on real-time product availability and fast delivery. Call, clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. (laughs) <laughs> there is such a bully laugh. <laughs> there is, there exists within specifically uh, frequently Korean films. There exists a- This film is mostly, at most often, Korean. <laughs> there exists a, um, like a music- I don't know how to describe it other than the soundtracks tend to be very piano heavy in a way that makes me very happy. Um, And I really, really appreciate a piano heavy horror movie soundtrack. And I think it's very fun and it makes some very emotional moments out of something that might not necessarily have been that otherwise. Yeah. Soundtrack was really, really great. I'm really impressed with it. Yeah, I agree. What you got, big dog? You're looking out your window. What you looking at? Yeah, sorry. A truck just parked directly in front of my house. You need to go bark at it? Yeah, thinking about it. Really uh, plant my flag, protect my territory. No, it's just a a, a standard issue. Burgundy pickup truck just pulled up and just threw it in park. But not like... Not like, oh, they might be here for a neighbor. They are Their passenger door is lined up directly with the sidewalk entrance to my- Did you door dash something? Uh, I personally didn't. Could be food. No. Could be I food. I personally didn't. Can I super dumb I love that, movie. yeah. Yeah. I, it's the best effects they could get, <laughs> but they're quite bad. Yeah. Uh, the it's monster- 2006. Well, sure. It is so, 2006. Right, which means we've had all three Lord of the Rings movies and had Smeagol fully, fully in there by oh, this point. Well, and that the budget truth. was quite- That's what I'm saying. Like, it's, it's- yeah. It really reached for the stars, but I think I would have appreciated a more low-budget approach. Uh, Like doing a little, you know what I mean? Because we've talked before about how like when the budget is super low, you have to get super scrappy and be super practical. And like, you know, did you know that Luke Skywalker's lightsaber, that's not a prop they made. That's just a piece of one of the lights they'd been using. They're like, use this for the lightsaber. I don't know. Uh, (laughs) Yeah. And so like just that kind of like scrappiness, this didn't quite feel the low-budget scrappiness that I think I had hoped for. Uh, and it was most evident in, like, let's go fully in on an entirely digital creature every time we see him, except for the very, very last shot uh, of dad pulling his mouth open. Uh, but, like, let's go fully digital on him. And the digital stuff just looks a lot, uh, in terms of the quality of the effects, looks like the Matthew Broderick Godzilla, <laughs> uh, where we're just animating this, uh, yeah, the Made way we do this TV sci-fi exactly. Movie. The way we would do this now in a big budget movie is 
you would build the skeleton of the creature and then simulate the muscle underneath, simulate the skin on top of that. And then finally the wet glistens on top of the skin. So it's like multiple layers of simulation so that it feels real. But this was crazy. Jurassic Park. Right. Did that so well. But this looks like it's just one big shiny puppet that we're just kind of bending and stretching into the shapes we need them to. And it just, man, doesn't, it is tough. Doesn't look good to me. It doesn't look like it's really the compositing is kind of off. It doesn't ever look like it's actually in the same world as everybody else in the movies. So there's a lot yeah. of disbelief that has to be suspended, I think, when you go all in on a big digital monster in 2006. Yeah, it's a valid super dump too because especially if that's something for your movie experience, if that's what deterred anything else you could be feeling in that moment the most, then that should be a super dump. My super dump is creature related, but it's uh, it's different. It's it, our creature didn't have any personality. Uh, let me unpack that a little bit. I think even in It Follows, which we reviewed last year, two years ago, two years ago, wow, the entity that is out to get everybody to me has some kind of personality. In, in a sense that I can expect what it will do. And again, I understand that chaos is also terrifying, but consistent chaos is what's the most terrifying. The consistent unpredictability is what terrifies me the most. I did not really know the creature's motivations. Yeah. And I know that's tough for a creature feature. Um, but I, I didn't really know. But like, why was it dragging everybody back to the was. sewer and puking them up on the floor down there? And then why did it throw up all those bones? Yeah, wh- wh- where'd all the bones come from? What's happening? Yeah, I didn't really know what it was out to do. And so in that sense, sometimes that could be great because now it can come out of nowhere and kill somebody you didn't think it would. Oh, I thought it didn't kill kids. Oh, it did. Um, but because I had no idea, it just kind of took away from being fully afraid of it, which was weird. Yeah. Um, so yeah, even when you think of like the descent, their personality to me was you're in our house. Like you can't, this doesn't happen. It's happened before, yeah. you know, a long time ago. We're hungry. Like even to know like no matter what, no one is exempt from us finding you and slowly eating you. Yeah. With our naked pale bodies. Uh, in the fly, uh, it's rife with motivation because we saw this as a human first as it's trans- transforming into yeah. the fly. So here it was just like, nah, it's not doing anything it's not doing anything for me. Yeah. I don't I don't feel scared of it. And we already talked a little bit about how this didn't feel very scary. And again, neither does Godzilla. But yeah, I think a lot of elements were taken away from this being a spooky movie. And I just yeah. was hoping that's what it would be. I think I was too. I was hoping that we'd get the a true horror creature feature, like something like Jaws or even something like Nope earlier this summer. That's what it reminded me of when it threw up all the bones down there. It was like, oh, it's like the UFO raining all the blood down on the house. But I think that yeah. that manages to be, I don't know, for some for some reason, something about Nope crosses into horror where nothing here crosses into horror for me. It's just an action monster movie. Yeah, I think a lot of it's intent, right? Like, you know yeah. when something is supposed to be scary and the host doesn't feel like it was ever supposed to be. It yeah. feels like it is a, it is an, I don't mean emotionless as in the story, but like the allegory itself is emotionless. Yeah. Mm-hmm. The emotion comes from the story of the family, the fictional family. The allegory itself is just clinical in nature, which is why I yeah. think this movie is presented as just like, well, here's what happens. Welcome yeah. to yeah. Consequences, baby. It's been fun to 
the more series that we do that are similar. So this is our third Chunktober. It's fun to think of like <clears throat> just all of the different ways that we've seen like our, our antagonists like as entities. Because It Follows was also low budget, which the host is a low budget movie that tried to do digital effects. When It Follows just very simply, like we could make that creature. Yeah. Like we could create that on a $0 budget. You know, if you've got a camera. Except for when it's a big boy and steps through the door. Yeah. (laughs) That still gets Yeah, that's pretty creepy. I don't like that very much at all. (laughs) (laughs) That's a pretty good movie. Because the creature was not as scary, do all of our other, uh, you know, we talked about the war room for Bong Joon-ho of like the seven or eight different things he's trying to get across. Do they fall more flat when the creature falls flat? I think that are there lessons that are harder to to stick with you? I think for me they they fall a little flat because there's uh, I think it is because of what Jordan said it's so clinical. There's not really anything super like to latch onto super emotionally. I mean, obviously the story of a father and his daughter getting separated by this monster that I don't really believe was there is inherently emotional, but it, it does feel super dry. You finish it and you go, oh, huh. That's what happened, I guess. Yeah. Yeah, that's tough. Yeah, I... It's tough, right? I would rather fight to the death of one of the monsters from the descent than fight this thing because it would shred me. So in that way, it is, quote unquote, a scarier monster conceptually than the guys from the descent. I just, I think that this, the, the process of the experience of being scared in a movie, being scared in a book, being scared in a video game, whatever it is, the experience of being scared is because someone has curated a feeling, a vibe, a sound, a look and an anticipation of the scare. But that's just not what this movie is about. I don't think, I don't think that I fault this movie for not being scary because I don't know no. that it was ever billed as a horror movie. This is Donnie yeah, Yen. So if, this is Ip Man again, like we did last series where it's like, yeah, we, right. Yeah. It doesn't work for us because we've put it next to the wrong things. We've asked yeah. a fish to climb a tree, right? Yeah. Yeah. And this Although one can this, actually. This fish could climb a tree for sure. So checkmate, yeah. Albert Einstein. Oh, what now? Science. Got him. I, so if you're trying to recommend this podcast or not this podcast we've already we know how to do that yeah <laughs> we know how to do that if you're trying to recommend the host someone has said you know what i'm interested in watching this movie i heard it on your podcast or just it's it's the chunktober season it's halloween they're like i want to watch this what can you tell me about it like what are some of the first points that you're hitting do if you want to make sure it's to, halloween to make time should i watch the host i would say no watch it a different time no, you can watch it anytime yeah, watch yeah. it a different time yeah. you don't have to watch this one at halloween i would say have yeah. you seen jurassic park imagine fish Good point. But not Well, though. but is Jaws, is Jaws a Halloween time? No. Yeah, I think That's you can so watch funny. Jaws anytime. Right, have we stumbled upon that in the many buckets that is horror movies and the Venn diagram of some things that can overlap, is it not a guarantee if the creature, if a creature feature is horror vibe? I guess. Yeah, not. I guess it's not a guarantee, mm-hmm. right? Yeah. I would call Jaws a horror movie. I would not necessarily call Jurassic Park a horror movie. I would call it an adventure movie with elements of horror. With probably. big monsters. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, I would call this a family drama with a monster in it. With big monster. Yeah. 
Um, Cloverfield is a found footage horror movie. Yeah. Boy, but, I do love that movie. But I don't find Cloverfield that scary, but it's clear that it's meant to only, be a horror movie. Only part that's scary is when they're underground and it's dark and there's all the little crawly little critters. Pod things. The little the little bug ones. Yeah, I don't like it. Yeah, I, I, so I don't know. To answer your question, I don't know. If our problem is lack of being scared, neither of you have seen The Thing, right? Right. Just wait for that one. Cool. <laughs> Good. Yeah. It's going to fill our quota, I think. Good. Yeah. But it's also really cool and interesting. You know what I mean? I don't know. Yeah. I think that when it comes to creature features, we just, I mean, I think that's the definition, right? This is a creature feature, no doubt. The host is a, a monster movie for yeah. sure. But it is a monster movie. It is a family drama disguised as a monster movie. It is not a horror creature feature. Correct. Yes. Yeah. So I think that's a distinction. And I mean, to be fair, that's that's something that, I've never really considered that there are non-horror creature features, but of course there are. Because I guess Jurassic Park is a creature feature. Yeah, kind of. Yeah. But I wouldn't classify it as horror. Mighty Joe Young, a creature feature. <laughs> yeah. Look what we've done. Wow. Lion King is a creature feature. They're actually, it <laughs> exclusively animal, features creatures. If there's an animal in your movie, it's a creature feature. I hate to tell you that. <laughs> mm. But I think there's- Like we're disappointed in that. I think there Aww. is so much room in my heart for a movie like this that is both quiet and loud, that is both personal and dumb. Like, yeah. yeah. It's not my favorite Bong Joon-ho movie. It's not my favorite movie on our creature feature list. But it's a solid, solid movie made with a skilled hand that just isn't fitting the bill 100% of what we were looking for. Yeah, I didn't. I didn't end up being less of a Bong Joon Ho. No, right. Maybe even more after this right. movie. Right. I think more for me. They don't always have to keep getting better for you to be like, Nah, this is it. <laughs> hmm. A lot to think about. A lot to chew on. Wow. Hmm. From the host. Interesting. Very interesting. Not quite as interesting <laughs> as the way we rate movies over here in our <laughs> neck of the woods. And that is using the scientific cinema scale, which utilizes the same science that was used in Gwunubu. They created the monster that hunts everybody down in the host when they dumped the formaldehyde into the Han River, which is based on a true event that actually happened. The scientific cinema scale is perfect and as follows. The best thing we can ever say about a movie is own it. Don't lend it. Buy Buy that that poster. The next best thing is buy it. That's followed by rent it and then stream it. After that is forget it. And last, but certainly least, the worst thing we could ever say about a movie. God hath forsaken us. Boys, what's another word for river? Stream. That's my rating. Same. I'm a stream too. Get out of town. I thought I was wow, a I thought I was stream. a rent. I thought I was a rent, but then ultimately there is, you know, I think when I was first really getting into movies, I had these movies that really moved the needle for me in terms of just creatively, like movies that kind of changed my life, pinpointed the director and was like, I want to watch everything that they do. And you know that if there was such an impact here, the likelihood of something being more impactful, while that would be wonderful, is not all the time likely. But regardless, if you want to get through it and see all of them, like I do want to see everything Bong Joon-ho has done. 
And I'd absolutely be willing to see this. I, I think a lot of the times if anyone's ever to ask us like, hey, I'm kind of going, trying to go through all the Nolan movies. Or I'm trying to go through all the Denis Villeneuve. Are there any skips? It's like, because you do like no, the person that knows well not. enough to be yeah. like, you know what? Don't watch this one. Right. Yeah. Like Tarantino right. or something. But yeah, it's worth watching for sure. Yeah. Especially if you want to go chronologically for him. Absolutely. Watch it. Just stream it. Don't pay for it. But it's, don't pirate it. You wouldn't download a monster. You wouldn't download a monster, would you? I would. What are you going to do? Download a monster? What are you going to download a monster? <laughs> what are you, insane? We out here in ants again. We're talking about ants. What are you, insane or something? <laughs> Carter, did you tell our friends what we're doing next week? Trimmers. Trimmers. I, oh, this I'm is the first time I'm hearing that. Right now. I'm so nervous. That's a creature feature. That, that is. Now, that's effects. a creature feature. Hey, guys, now that well, one. Well, practical. Now that one's a creature feature. That's one of the ones that has a creature. They actually got real worms to eat <laughs> real people. I think we should all eat gummy worms while we watch Trimmers to remind them, like, who's in, who's on top, who's in real charge of yeah, their lives. Hey. Don't even come at us right now. I made a gummy version of you and I eat it for fun. There's literally nothing I would rather do than eat gummy worms in general, especially, you know, watching a movie about, (laughs) you know, given, you know, given the situation, you know, you know, (laughs) given where we do find ourselves, (laughs) given, given how we, how and where we do find ourselves, I would, I would love to eat some, some worms. Is Trimmers? Am I wrong in thinking that James Gunn is somewhere in, involved in somewhere in this? Wow, I wouldn't be surprised. Let's check what the Internet Movie Database has to say about this. Hey guys, real quick, Slither mm-hmm. is what I'm thinking of. Ah, uh, uh, you've seen Trimmers. I have seen Trimmers. I have okay. not seen Slither. Yes, I have seen Trimmers. I watched the Trimmers. high school. The high school in Slither is named the Earl Bassett Community School, which is Fred Ward's character in Tremors. Amazing. I watched Tremors in a hotel with my dad when we were going to see, like, I think it was an Ohio State football game. (laughs) And we just had like three hours to kill. And we were like, you want to watch this? It's a real hotel kind of movie. It's a big hotel movie, right? Mm-hmm. It's such a big hotel movie. It is. In my mind, I'm like, I'm pretty sure I must have. Sure. I don't think I've. Like, I don't think I've ever seen the most it. Sense. It'll be weird to watch it without commercials. I think actually for me next week. Yep. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> <laughs> or just a TNT ad, right? For Monday night. There's wrestling. somebody playing basketball in the bottom right corner while I'm watching these worms <laughs> absolutely ruin Kevin Bacon. With two guys back to back, like you. <laughs> Why I oughta, you know, like that kind of vibe down in the bottom corner to let you know what kind of shows are coming up. Listen, uh, listen to our Trimmers episode. You're going to love it. You're going to be so glad you did. Here's your one chance, Chunkies, don't let us down. Are we back on punk rock? What's the deal? No, it's fancy. Reba McIntyre. Mm-hmm. I probably was a little punky when I, I thought fancy was the one that was like, oh, you fancy, huh? That's <clears throat> Reba. Sure. That's the same. Yeah, that's Reba. 
To end today's episode, I'd like for each of us to say our name and which Drake hit we would like to hear Reba take a crack at. For Two Chunks and a Hunk, my name is Jordan Wonders, and it is going to go ahead and be fancy. Going to go ahead and lock that one down. I got dibs. Yeah. Uh, I'm Doge. I'd love to see her really wheeling and dealing into grassy. Tell me this again. Which smash Drake song we'd like to see Reba McIntyre? Uh, he said do. Drake hit, so I said Degrassi because I. No, I'm well, a technically he wasn't rebel. Drake in that show. He was Aubrey Graham. Those left again. How does what he do so Jordan? fast? That's insane. <laughs> what was yours, Jordan? <sighs> I'm Carter and Hermit. I'm Carter. Uh, one dance. Yes. Hey, side note, this is just for free. We did watch Muppets Haunted Mansion yesterday. How was it? Charming as heck. Classic I Muppets. Mean, Honestly, I mean, classic Muppets. The bits, the jokes, a mile a minute. So funny. Will Arnett is one of the main characters. Good. It's just, can the Muppets do wrong? Can they do wrong? They I saw somebody every time, dude. I saw somebody who who talked about Disney launched their live action remake stuff right around the same time they bought the Muppets. It is a travesty that they're doing like live action Pinocchio instead of Muppet Pinocchio. Thank you. Why don't we have Muppet Beauty and the Beast? I can't get enough of the Muppets, dude. They're they are so funny to me. Absolutely, love the Muppets. They're creatures. Every Muppet movie is a creature feature. <laughs> Uh-oh. And only and only most of them are scary. Starting to rethink our back half a little bit here. <laughs> it's just a hard pivot into Muppets. <laughs> just all Muppets <laughs> all the time. know how to book flights and hotels all you're missing is a tool to plan the travel experiences you'll have once you arrive that's why you need viator book guided tours excursions and more in one place there are over 300,000 travel experiences to choose from so you can find something for everyone and viator offers free cancellation and 24 7 customer support for worry free travel download the viator app now and use code viator 10 for 10 percent off your first booking in the app find travel experiences for you do more with viator Support for this podcast and the following message come from Corient. Corient provides wealth management services centered around you. They focus on exceeding your expectations and simplifying your life. Corient has been helping high achievers just like you enjoy their lives more fully, preserve their wealth, and provide for the people, causes, and communities they care about. As one of the largest integrated fee-only registered investment advisors in the U.S., Corient has deeply experienced teams in 23 strategic locations. Corient has extensive knowledge spanning the full spectrum of planning, investing, lending, and money management disciplines. Leverage Corient's exclusive network of experts to craft custom solutions designed to help you reach your financial goals, no matter how complex they may be. Real wealth requires real solutions. 
For more information, connect with a wealth advisor today at Corient.com. That's C-O-R-I-E-N-T.com. Corient.com. Here in America, work is in trouble. We've offshored our manufacturing, sent away good jobs, and lost so much ability to make things. American Giant is a company that's pushing back against this tide. They make high-quality clothing, sweatshirts, jeans, dresses, jackets, and so much more, right here in the USA. Visit American-Giant.com and get 20% off your first order when you use code STAPLE20 at checkout. That's 20% off your first order at American-Giant.com, promo code STAPLE20. Without the ones like you who work tirelessly to keep things running, everything would suddenly stop. Hospitals, factories, schools, and power plants, they all depend on you. No matter the weather, emergency, or time of day, you're the ones who get it done. At Granger, we're here for you. With professional grade industrial supplies. Count on real time product availability and fast delivery. Call clickgranger.com or just stop by. Granger for the ones who get it done.